Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. You know, this month, my wife and I are celebrating our 12th wedding anniversary, so I was looking at some pictures uh, from our wedding from 12 years ago, and I how good I look in that tuxedo from Leon Tailoring. Not just me, but all my groomsmen as well. And so if you got a big formal event or a wedding this fall, or maybe wedding next spring, think about our good friends over at Leon Tailoring. Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy would be happy to see you. I'm happy to make you look as good today as I did 12 years ago. Well... It'll almost look as good as me as 12 years ago. I'm just kidding. So we're going to buy Leon Tailoring. They'll be happy to see you. 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, as you folks may be aware, we recently did some polling. My company, Indy Politics, along with ARW Strategies, we polled the U.S. Senate race, Secretary of State's race, Spirit County Prosecutor, and some other issues as well. I came with some results that have uh, raised an eyebrow or two. And those join us on the newsline right now is our good friend, Andrew Weiser, who's the head of ARW Strategies. So, Andrew, my friend, always good to talk to you. And by the way, great to work with you again this year as always. You know, I'm thrilled to work with you as well, and good to, good to catch up on these polling results. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff here. Uh, well, let's go ahead and start uh, with the big race, uh, which is, of course, the U.S. Senate race, uh, which features uh, incumbent Todd Young, uh, challenger uh, Hammond Mayor uh, Tom McDermott, and libertarian James Siniak. And the results were, uh, I thought it was interesting, uh, 39% for Todd Young, 37% for Tom McDermott, and 6% for uh, James Siniak, and 17% undecided. Uh my friend, what does it tell you that this, and by the way, we polled 600 people, 600 likely voters, landlines and online, uh, and text, and text uh, messages, and uh, basically the, the margin of error was 4%. What does it tell you, my friend, that this close with, with about a month to go before the election, uh, that, that these guys are basically tied? Well, I think, you know, one of the first things I look at is the the 17% of undecided voters. And I think that is, to be honest with you, a little uncharacteristic of some of these uh, statewide you know, national races that you see, uh, U.S. Senate um, or, you know, a governor race. So 17 percent, I you know, to me, that means, OK, let's look under the hood. What's going on here? Uh, and one of the biggest things you see is that Senator Todd Young uh, just he hasn't consolidated his base yet. Uh, just 76 percent of Republicans are indicating support for him at this point. Uh, and so that's a problem. Um, and, you know, at, at the end of the day, Indiana is a Republican-leaning state, um, and so if he can consolidate that base, I don't think that this is as big of a problem for him. But if you're sitting a month out and you're still working on your base, that's that's never a good thing. And what is it? What uh, what, what 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 was it about his base? Was it just that Todd Young is, is a just a standard generic Republican? He's not ideological or not a big not a big bomb thrower or flamethrower or, or or what was it about that base that just people were convinced? Or, or could you tell? You know, it's tough to tell really what's going on and, and why Todd Young is suffering. I mean, I know he's got uh, there, there's talk that, you know, the base or, or the sort of the ideological right of the base isn't particularly thrilled with him. Um, but I generally speaking, don't expect to see low numbers like that. Now, maybe the U.S. Senate race has just flown so far under the radar because it was a foregone conclusion that Todd Young was was going to waltz to reelection. Um I don't know. And maybe there's some issues going on with the secretary of state's race where this is damaging the Republican brand in Indiana overall. Uh, it's tough to say for sure, but I, I'm going to guess it's a little bit of everything. And if you're Tom McDermott, I'm assuming you're a very happy camper right now. You are. You're a very happy camper. It's, it's going to be good for your fundraising. It's good for morale. Um, but, you know, one of the things I would point out, and I, I think we mentioned this 
uh, in the release, you know, if Todd Young does start to consolidate his base and he ends up closer to what is traditional for uh, a Republican candidate, and that's 90 to 95 percent of his base, you know, his top line numbers now move into the mid 40s. So now instead of a two point race, you're looking closer to a six, seven point race uh, and and a much a much steeper hill to climb for Tom McDermott. So it's not an easy path. There is a path. Uh, and obviously, you know, polling is a, a snapshot in time. It's not a prediction. So I'm not predicting that this is a two point race. Uh, but as it stands now, Todd Young has some work to do with Republicans. And I thought it was interesting that the libertarian James Siniak is doing about six uh, percent. Is that a little bit better than what libertarians usually do? Because usually libertarians are in that, that two to three percent range, particularly in the Senate race. Yeah, typically you're going to see that more in the, you know, two, three, four percent range. Uh, and, and I would guess this goes in line with the 17 percent undecided, that it's people who maybe it's a protest at this point that they're refusing to indicate support for the Republican or possibly the Democrat, uh, although libertarian voters are usually more likely to be Republican um, or conservative leaning independents. Uh, and so at this point, it could be a protest, um, you know, a protest vote on the poll. Uh, I, I don't know that I would expect Seniac to get six percent. Um, but again, at this point, you know, there's six percent of the electorate who likes the idea of a libertarian our guest on the program today is our good friend andrew weissert he is the head of arw strategies my pollster for my company Andy politics so we're going through some of the results that we released uh recently uh andrew let's move uh, down to the secretary of state's race uh this i thought was really interesting uh you've got destiny scott wells at the 36 percent diego morales 32 percent and libertarian jeff moore with almost seven percent and nearly a quarter more than a quarter of all the voters undecided yeah, I you know, if if you're the Republicans looking at this race, um, we just talked about Todd Young having trouble with his base. I, Diego Morales, I mean, he's getting just a, under two thirds of Republicans. That is a serious flaw for a candidate. Uh, and and, you know, again, with like with Todd Young, you could see the electorate, the Republican base come around. Uh, but I just with everything that's happened and obviously we took this poll before uh, further news broke. Uh, sort of scandalous news about Morales that it's going to give him even more problems. Um, you know, he's got a real uphill battle on his hands at the moment um, it, to win back those Republican base voters uh, and then go to town with some of the independents and go to work with them. And, and anytime you're trying to do both of those a month out, that's that's a tough hill to navigate. Uh, you do still have just over a third of independents undecided. Um, but, you know, Wells does have a two to one lead with them right now on Morales. So uh, there, there's a lot of warning signs here if you're looking at upsets. And again, this is a snapshot in time. We're not predicting an upset. Um, but if things continue to progress with Morales continuing to show significant weakness with his own base and with Wells beating Morales two to one with independence, uh, and that libertarian staying kind of up in the, the mid to high single digits. Uh, if you're Democrats, you really like your chance heading into Election Day. And uh, something I thought was interesting, too, particularly with uh, Diego Morales, uh, because in Indiana, the secretary of state, the secretary of state is nominated by a convention, not by a primary. So you only have like a handful of folks actually picking the nominee. And a lot of those folks were upset with the governor about uh, the pandemic and how he handled it. And so they sort of took it out on the governor's pick, which was their incumbent, Holly Sullivan, who lost in that convention uh, to Diego Morales. And since then, so, so we start there with not him having all that support. Then we throw in the fact that he was fired from the secretary of state's office, uh, quit a second time before he was fired. Uh, spent $43,000 on, on a vehicle, uh, had questions about his military record, and now the recent sexual harassment allegations. It's like, wow, like, 
if you I can I can see why somebody's undecided right now, particularly a Republican. Yeah, I think it's very fair for them to look at this race and go, really, these are my two options, uh, a Democrat, which I'm generally disinclined to to vote for, and a deeply flawed Republican who the average voter likely didn't get to pick. And, and I think I, I want to just uh, touch on one of the points you made with, you know, deep conservatives upset with the governor and the handling. I, that's not unique to Indiana. Actually, we see that in polling in other states as well where a lot of the the very conservative part of the Republican base, this is really one of their first elections, and it was in the primaries. Uh, you saw it, and, and not just you know in, in neighboring states, but around the country. Uh, this was the first time that a lot of conservatives had an opportunity to really voice some frustration that had pel- uh, been pent up during the pandemic. Uh, and they see a, we see a very rightward shift in the type of candidates that they're looking for that don't necessarily play well in a general election. I, I agree, old friend. And another thing, too, is, like I said, um, like, like we, 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 we say this time and time again because it's true. We want folks to know this. We're not predicting the elect- electoral outcome. We're just saying here's what this snapshot of time looks like. But I think uh, this snapshot looks a lot like the, the last snapshot we did uh, back in July. Absolutely. Yeah. And and so what I look at with polling, uh, it's not predictive, it's prescriptive. And so if you were to look at this from a campaign standpoint, you'd look at it and you'd want to see progression or you'd want to see trends. If you're the Republicans, you want to see an upward trend with your own base. You want to see an upward trend uh, with how you're doing with independence. You'd like to see Wells you know, start to slip. Uh, and and to your point from this summer, you don't see those trends. And so if things are staying stagnant, uh, that's just that's time slipping away that you're not going to get back. Uh, and you're, you know, what, four weeks, five weeks out from Election Day? <laughs> the, top, the clock is ticking. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.